Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Chris, and if you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, welcome back. We'll keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broke, then don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brent. And along with us today is producer Mitchell. And let me tell you, I know a thing or two about Mitchell. <laughs> I'm sure and it starts. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be hearing about that then uh, in today's episode. Also in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery out of Barrie, Ontario. Yes, and we're going to be trying two beers today. The first is Fireworks in Karate, which is a margarita IPA, and the second one is a one that's really talked about in the craft beer world, Sparkle Puff, which is a triple IPA. And to finish up today's episode, we're going to be talking about hybrids. But it might not be what you think it might be. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and we're talking about Flying Monkeys. And uh, they are located at 107 Dunlop Street in Barrie, right in the heart of downtown Barrie. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's true. Uh, and it was founded in 2004. So actually quite an old brewery uh, in terms of crop breweries mm-hmm. uh, by Peter Chiodo, who learned how to homebrew as a young man in his grandpa's basement. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Uh, and since then, he's been honing his talents and respecting the world of craft beer. Yes. So Flying Monkeys is focused on supporting beer lovers who are looking locally for new and interesting beers. But to them, brewing straight normal beers is, well, weird. Yes. That's the weird thing. Yes. Oh, monkeys. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So their philosophy is to keep the Ontario brewing revolution going, which is kind of interesting because they were really kind of the, been there the, from the beginning. Yeah, almost, right? yeah exactly. Much, right? yeah. So uh, in order for them to always, you know, be growing, I guess, making more room for everything, you know, they use fresh local brews in the beerscape of Ontario. So everything you get is fresh, should be coming in quick, and should be going out quick because this brewery produces a boat ton of beer oh yeah and so boat we'll see ton. that right? i love the metric system there boat ton boat ton yeah <laughs> it's a it's a measurable amount so they brew their beer to taste um but not necessarily to the style giving respect to the freedom of you know the brew house and i think that's something we're going to see throughout the beers that we've tried today is that they're unique and it's very interesting like the, the whole entire brewery is really yes nice. both of them are definitely outside of the box if you will right yeah um, so Flying Monkeys opened in 2005 as the Robert Simpson Brewery, named after the first mayor in Barrie. And then in 2009, it was changed to Flying Monkeys as it wanted to rebrand to its more outside of the box. Oh, amazing. I mentioned that twice. Uh, personality <laughs> when it came to the creation of its beers. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely will say if, if anyone's seen their can art and just their you know logos or if they've been to the brewery or anything like that, They'll see they're kind of out of the box, out of the ordinary. Trippy. So very tri- colorful, a, a little trippy, <laughs> yeah, colorful, a little trippy. So I, I'd say definitely a good move by them. Um, so obviously their name, which people might have guessed, comes from the Wizard of Oz um, because there were flying monkeys. Uh, and do you they, know the quote? Th- there was a quote that said. Don't make me get out my flying monkeys, um, which which was the Wicked Witch of the West. Wow. I believe it was the West. Yes. It was. Pretty sure it was. Fun fact. Fun fact. I did play in um, The Wizard of Oz in elementary school once. Really? I did. What 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 character did you play? Well, I don't want to say, you know, I was a munchkin. <laughs> 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 it's funny because you're small, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I was, I believe... I was a munchkin for part of it, and then obviously I have like three or four different roles throughout. I was going to say, were you the Tin Man? No, I was not the Tin Man. Ah, dang it. No, no. I'd be more cowardly, but 
I'm not lying. So anyways, (laughs) the uh, brew team loves to push, you know, the envelope. And so we've kind of talked about this briefly by, you know, creating beers that express unique flavor profiles. So the beers kind of have like a higher gravity, which is like a technique that you're kind of going to see with like resulting in a higher ABV, Mm. which is kind of foreshadowing for one of our beers. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah. So that's a little bit about... uh, I mean, just some of the beers that they've had. No, has anybody actually been to the brewery? Yes, uh, I have. Producer Mitchell also has. Uh, I was to the brewery uh, way back when, before I had Untapped and everything like that. Uh, Producer Mitchell, I think, was there earlier last year, uh, kind of towards the end of last year. Um, He was uh, pretty excited about it, let me tell you. He um, was there and went through like a real trip. It's just so colorful going on, right? Lots of colors. That that might be a result of the high ABV. Wow, that's true. Exactly. You never know what you're going to expect from it. Exactly. Yeah. So, go ahead. I haven't been to the brewery, but I actually was thinking back, and I think kind of by accident, flying, or not by accident, but without knowing it, Flying Monkeys was one of the first craft beers I've ever had because. I was at, I remember being at a beer festival in Niagara Falls in it was like 2014 and I remember Flying Monkeys for you know their colorful art and everything mm-hmm. like that. So they stood and up to you then, right? Now absolutely. And I I remember having their Hoptical Illusion uh beer. So before I even really knew much about craft beer. So There you go. Interesting. You go. That's a jury. Yeah. Right. Like so, that. in terms of their, in terms of journeys of their beers, uh Flying Monkeys is exported to 23 different countries. In the world. That's a lot. Exactly. Which actually makes them the largest international shipper of Ontario craft beer. And you'll see that in some of the check-ins that come with our beers today from the untapped users about where they actually are checked in from. That's pretty cool because we can see how other people around the world in different countries are enjoying Ontario craft beer. Because usually uh, most of the Ontario craft beer we're drinking is drank by Ontario residents right it's amazing how that works yeah Yeah. (laughs) i guess to kind of you know make all that beer for 23 different countries you know you'd have to have a pretty large brew house right so i would think so the brew house itself is you know only 2400 square feet but in 20 yeah in 2019 (laughs) they produced 24,000 hectoliters of beer that's uh, so that's 2.4 million liters which yeah uh they must be running that place non-stop Basically. 24 7. That, that explains the can art. Yeah. <laughs> the trippiness of it. Yeah. Right? Because they've got to be consuming some beers to be pumping out those those many. Absolutely. Those, those many. Yeah. <laughs> those many, right? Liters, hectoliters of, of beer. So like, that's quite a feat, though, right? Like, Absolutely. We don't see a lot of craft beer uh, breweries in Ontario that are shipping to, like, to the to the states let alone right. 23 different ones right so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a lot of beer a lot of countries right so in ontario it's actually been rated the coolest craft brewery mm-hmm. i don't know where the source was for that but it, they said well, we need to would... get in on that rating and be exactly. part of deciding <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but from a credible source which is the usa today i don't know how people think that's credible but we'll say it's credible okay. it was actually rated one of the top 10 craft breweries in all of canada I always say we should go and look to the U.S. to decide what's best for us. Oh, it totally makes sense. It's nice to see that the USA (laughs) Today, you know, has some rating system for the craft breweries in all of Canada. Now, I'm not saying that it's not true because, you know, we've had a fair share of of Flying Monkeys beers. Yes. And I'd say that they're probably in the top ten. It's true. They're, yeah. up, they're definitely up and they're there. They're definitely up there. Right. Uh, um, so speaking of us in terms of having a bunch of flying monkeys, um, we've all had some flying monkeys beer before. Obviously, them being a large shipper of craft beer around Ontario yeah. and being in most readily in the ALCBOs. Yeah, very accessible. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So myself, I've had uh, some would say 21 different beers from flying wow. monkeys. Yes. Yeah. Some would say I'm a connoisseur. Yeah. Right. Top four of the people here. Yes. So my (laughs) (laughs) so my number one beer actually though goes off from too many people or not enough people maybe heard of it was actually called the Aurora Heart, which was a raspberry stout uh, that my brother in law actually gave to me uh, earlier in 2019. It was kind of aged around that time. Um, So I actually gave it a 4.75 on Untapped. 
and it was wow. exactly how it was described: a stout with raspberries. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see where we're going with this. Yes. So, Tyler, you've also had some Flying Monkeys uh, beer before. I, How many have you had? Yes, I have had seven. Well, look at you go. And what was your top rated one? Uh, it was Juicy Ass. So it's a Juicy Ass is an IPA, and yes. it was it was my highest rating one that I've had so far. So far. So far. Yeah. At four point two five. So yeah. Um, nice. Again, I I mean, obviously, the ones I've had, you've had. Uh, Fife, so that, yep, that's fair correct, enough. correct. But uh, yeah, I mean, out of the seven I've had, Juicy Ass is the top one. But again, solid beers throughout. Yeah, so yeah. I have had uh, nine on Untapped. That does not actually include the Optical Illusion that I had in 2014. So might you go. go you got to fly all the way back and do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my highest rated beer was uh, called Chocolate Manifesto, which is a triple chocolate milk stout, and it is. Awesome. It is that, probably the best yeah. out I've ever had. Um, that beer literally is like a 10% chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. It, it's like eating a melted chocolate bar. Oh, That's how that I beer describe is it. tasty for a stout. 100%. And I gave it a 4.75. And my second highest beer from them is Juicy Ass, uh, okay. which I gave it a 4.5, I think. Okay. And then producer Mitchell, he's came up close to me. He's had 20 different ones from there. I'll give uh, a clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah a clap. A clap. He's had a couple taproom exclusives that I haven't had though. <laughs> but granted, I was the only one who had the Aurora Heart. Um, so ha, sucks to be you guys. Uh, <laughs> in terms of his number one beer yep. that he rated, the old Twelve Minutes to Destiny. Mm. Yes, the raspberry hibiscus lager that you see in a lot of places. Um, I've had that one myself. I mean, it's exactly again how it's described. It's a little bit of raspberry, a little bit of hibiscus, and a lager. Right. Right. So, and that that's interesting because we talk about how loggers are just loggers for the most part. But w- if I can just take a minute and we look at the Wonderstar Logger, I just kind of looked looked it up and saw how Priest mm-hmm. Mitchell and and the rest of us have have rated it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not. It's difficult because it's called a logger, but it's it's not really a logger, but it is a logger, just because of the different kind of adjuncts are kind of thrown into it and the, the way it's made, right? Right. So, it. It looks a little bit different than just a standard logger as well. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I mean, we've got four fives, we've got fours, we've got fours, we've got four two fives, and we've got four fives. So we've all rated this yep. higher than just a standard logger, right? Yep, correct. Um, and there's I, I no real... To it, it's, it's, not, it's not really a logger because it, I think it's got a little bit more in it than just... More than the, just the, the, the main the four, ingredients. four ingredients. Yeah. 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 Agreed, right? And it's one of those things, again, that there's real been no real low ratings in terms of, I don't think we have anything below a three, I think, in uh, beers that we've had previously, right? Yeah. Um, so, Flying Monkeys in Ontario, because obviously we the Ontario craft beer scene, they're actually in over 500 LCBOs, 400 beer stores, 300 grocery stores with that list consistently growing. And fun fact, the Juicy Ass IPA, and must be the marketing, uh, <laughs> is the leading craft IPA seller in the LCBOs in Ontario. Yeah. Wow. Right. So again, leading craft versus uh, macro, if you will. But, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's definitely like, you know, Tyler, you and I, we just said we really like that IPA. So I totally get it. Um, but if people are hoping to get to the brewery um, yes. to, to check it out, go on. They are open Monday to Friday, 11 till midnight, and Saturday, 10 a.m. till midnight, and then Sunday, 10 till 11. So, um, even though they're available in almost any LCBO, if you want to actually have the brewery experience, those are the hours. We gave you the address earlier, too. So what we're going to do, we're going to link their information to our social media, and uh, you can check them out. One thing to mention, yeah. we've mentioned this before, is that's Monday through Sunday. Right, mm-hmm. every day. So, well, remember when we said they are literally operating 24 7? 24 7, yeah. Well, pretty much <laughs> there. Hey, I figured that, you know, they'd want to actually be brewing some beers instead of, you know, selling them and, and maybe have some downtime, but no, absolutely. I guess not. There it is. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, shall we fly into beer number one? That's it. All right. All right. And we're back from a short flight. What a short flight it was. I know. It was weird riding a monkey. Yeah, it was. Why were you, were you riding it? I thought I was the monkey. Oh, maybe. Mm. 
Monkeys and Munchkins. This is weird. You, know, you have, you're a person of many characters. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody got anything uh, copyrighted on or trademarked on Eminem? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, never heard of it. All right. First things first, let's thank Becky. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. Becky yes. is the primate aviation specialist. She is. That's legit. That's, job that's legit. Or, yeah. I was going to say, legit. That's her job. That's, I mean, it beats my ceramic sanitation engineer, otherwise known as a dishwasher. So, uh, <laughs> okay, give, give the shout out to Becky. Thank you so much from Flying Monkeys for uh, supplying today's beers for today's episode. Um, now, as discussed, the first beer that we're having is Fireworks in Karate, which is a margarita IPA, which is very interesting that it's fireworks and karate, but yet margarita. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of things going on there. There is. The ABV on this is 4.5% and 20 IBUs. Yes. So fireworks and karate fuses punchy kicks of uh, hops. So African Queen, Southern Passion, Cashmere, Amarillo, and Sabro with explosions of true margarita awesomeness. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, that lime juice, orange juice concentrate, agave syrup, and some kosher salt for a crowd-pleasing spectacle full of oohs and ahs. And maybe we'll have some oohs and ahs today. We very may well. Ah. Ah. So uh, what we may be ooh and aahing about is the fact that it apparently pours a light golden hazy color with citrus on the nose, and it does come with a lime zest flavor with a slight saltiness. You mentioned salt, Brett. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, Flying Monkey says it pairs perfectly with tacos or pulled pork. Which I, I would agree. I, yeah, I love know, both. I'm, I'm surprised that Brett didn't want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, I no. thought you might, you know, write that in yourself, but. I don't know if you know this, but Chris also eats too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you've done the pairings in the past. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, so speaking of pairings, we can make a great pairing by you following us on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> the overall rating for fireworks and karate is 3.42 bottle cops out of five with a total of 2,382 check-ins. And fun fact, the can is actually rated 3.45, so a little bit higher, with 1,854 check-ins. So majority coming from the can. Yep. And majority is coming from the can, yes. All right. Let's uh, grab that can, grab that glass, and let's open her up. Ooh, a little pop, a little fizzle. There's the first ooh. Now, can oh, we get yeah. it off? Ah. Now, Chris, be careful on your pour, okay? Yeah, I will be careful yeah. uh, as I pour it into my IPA glass, which we are using today. So make sure to use your proper glassware. All right. Well, that uh, golden hazy color, that light golden hazy color is, uh, well, it's there. It is definitely there. Um, Beautiful head on her, too, for a mm-hmm. IPA. Yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of what you like to see a nice frothy kind of head on it. Now I'm also feeling this might go border on the uh, salted Gosa line. Kind of know, you know what I mean? You like think a so? Gosa IPA kind of deal. It, it's okay. kind of like a hybrid almost, Ooh. right? Uh, <laughs> little tease for later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I get what you're saying, right? Because the salty, the Gosa always has the the salt in it, and this one has the salt. You don't really see that a lot in in IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say on the nose, lots of uh, lots of of that lime, which you lots, would expect from a oh yes, lots of lots, lime there. lots of lime on it. I was yeah. thinking the same thing, and I mean, there's other beers out there that do the whole kind of lime salt kind of uh, cerveza yes. uh, kind of look on it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I'm wondering if I'm going to get a little bit of tinge of that. But again, this might not be down that same path because it, it has the orange concentrate. It's got that yep. agave, mm-hmm. right? So we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays into it when we go ahead and, and taste it. I, I do feel as though it's going to go down smooth, though. That's yeah, the one I think so thing too. I am thinking. The coloring, you guys already talked about, it is really, yeah. really nice in the kit or in the glass here. So mm-hmm. um, let's start sipping it. See let's if we can do get some okay. more ooze and ahs Perfect. Out this is why we do this, is to drink the beers, right? Proper glassware, nice to see everybody. Yeah, it's a perfect hybrid of that smooth IPA with that salted Gosa mix, I'm feeling. Yeah, it's almost um, almost like a sour IPA, right? Like I'm getting yes. a little bit of sourness right up front from obviously the the lime and the, the that lime juice. Um, but... Still getting a little bit of, you know, that hop flavor from that you would expect from an IPA. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree completely with you. I think that that hoppiness is coming in more on the back end. It hits you straight up front with the lime and salt. Yeah. Um, yeah. This here is a, I don't know, 30 degree weather, hot, sunny day. And maybe perhaps if your feet aren't in a pool, maybe, maybe a beach. Yeah, that, that's what this true. is, right? And I mean, I guess yeah. that plays into the whole margarita aspect of it. But uh, granted, I hate margaritas, but I can tolerate this. Oh, how oh. can you hate margaritas? I mean, that's so polite of you to say you hate margaritas, but you tolerate this. I think this is phenomenal. This is a yeah. great beer. Yeah, you like this one. This is nice. Um, being the only person who's been to like a Margaritaville in uh, Trin- or not Trinidad and Tobago, um, yeah, somewhere. I'll remember it later. Are you sure you were I was there? down south once and I went to Margaritaville. Well, I have been to Margaritaville. so I it, have been it, to one as it, well. It, and same with producer Mitchell. <laughs> but yet you're claiming you're yeah. the only one to have been to one. There's also, I think, one um, in Niagara Falls. There is which, one in Niagara Falls, yes. which, that, which I have been to. Well, you could have been to that one. It was a different trip. I've also been to the one in Las Vegas. Um, has anybody been to the one in Turks and Caicos? Well, I sure that that was me. Are you sure you did? <laughs> yeah, producer Mitchell has. Producer Mitchell has. <laughs> but what a great place though yeah. me and producer mitchell will connect with that later yeah possibly quite yeah. possibly better than the one in uh, trinidad apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah that's what i'm getting right off the mouth and i'm just as we were kind of just going back and forth with uh, margaritaville i haven't had another sip yeah and the mouth on this the mouth feel smooth clean um a little bit Maybe a little heavy on the back end, but again, it's maybe a bit, yeah. But it mm-hmm. it sits nicely, like it 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 still is in my mouth as as freshness, right? Mm-hmm. And like that summery kind of vibe. That's what I'm still getting in the mouth. But I do get the heavy. I think it drinks a little heavier than a, a four point five. Really? Yeah. Because I'm I, not, that's just me. Yeah, no, I'm not getting any of that. I I think you don't really taste a whole lot of the whole alcohol content. Yeah, portion there's of it, right? there's not a whole lot of alcohol coming through i would say um one thing i'm kind of picking up is maybe a little bit too much salt i would say um Mm -hmm. yeah i'd give you that like usually when you have like the the salt in the gosa for example you can taste it but it's not overpowering this is a little bit overpowering with the salt but I think it's balanced nicely still with with that lime yep. coming through. Yep. I'm not really getting any of the other like orange juice concentrate. But no, then, no, I'm not. Again, either. maybe it would be too much with the lime juice if they didn't have that in there. So that might be kind of settling it down even a little bit. True. But I do see trying to make with the trying to salt. get that fine balance right. Yeah. In terms of everything. All right. So top five flavor profiles. I'm gonna yell it out at you, and let's see if you guys agree. Uh, so number one is lime. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Two, what about tart? Yeah, I, I, I think that. so. Like yeah. on my first sip, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, kind of sour, kind of kind of tart, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is light. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's still relatively light for what it's supposed to be as an IPA, right? Like I, I think it's 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 not bad. Yeah, I would say <laughs> light because it's at 4.5 percent, hmm. right? I mean, I'm, I'm no, maybe I'm the only one who thinks drinks a lot heavier than that. Maybe it's just because I'm really dehydrated from playing baseball earlier. I have no idea. Uh, number four, tropical. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely get the tropics out of this for sure. Yeah. Uh, and five, floral. Mm. Not really getting the floral one. No, I'm no. not getting that either. And uh, our producer, Mitch, is saying like maybe salty hoppy could be salty more so i think would be in place of floral i would agree with that i don't i don't get the floral for sure okay i agree as well so do you want to talk about the cans oh the cans i mean i don't know how i can talk about the cans i mean there's so many different things going on here right uh so fireworks and karate uh has a lovely dragon and another dragon and pretty much it's there to add punch to your ipa right with all fly monkeys cans when you go to the lcbo they're going to stand out. Yeah. Let's just be serious. You know, it's going to be the, it's going to attract you right away. And then you're going to have to look at it and see if you actually like it or not. This one is one that you may like. Uh, so speaking of other, what other people think, there is some untapped user th- thoughts on this. Tyler, you have the first one. Yeah, no, I do. So first and foremost, I mean, we're talking about can art and these are beautiful cans and we might have a, a producer special sometime in the near future talking about can art, which I'm sure Brett would be one of your favorite episodes. It might be. All it's right. going to be a lot of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Right. Ah, what, a, what a switch from 
previous episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the first untapped user, we've got Stefan or Steven? Steven, we'll Remember go with Steven? that. Yeah. W, and the handle is Websterism. On September 5th, stated hazy gold color, foamy white head, spotty lacing, salt, and sweet lime aroma and taste, agave notes, and Stephen rated it a 3.5 out of 5. Um, yeah, I'm, I agree with most of that. I'm not getting the spotty lacing at this point, I, I guess here and there, through, through, but it's, it's not... I get, yeah, I don't get much spotty lacing. Not intense, yeah. Well, maybe that's what he means by spotty, like not much. No, I, I, I get that, yeah. Yeah, no, but you're seeing. Oh, you're saying no lacing. Re- like really. there really isn't a whole yeah. lot of lacing on, on my glass, at least. Yeah, and also could have been the type of. It could have been the type of glassware he was using as well. Yeah. Oh, good point. Right. Good yeah. point. Yes. Yeah. All right. Always the glassware. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So the second one comes from Tim J. Uh, Tim Jansen, and on September seventh, Tim said, "I can respect what they uh, went for here because there's a good amount of lime, but it just doesn't hit." And Tim gave it a three out of five. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And we see what this rating is. It's about kind of in that average playing field, right? Uh, so you get some people that'll be a little bit higher, some people a bit lower. So I'm going to start with our ratings. For myself, I'm going to be on the higher end, actually. So I'm going to be giving this a four out of five. Mm. Four to five for myself. Uh, and I was thinking the exact same thing, actually. I'm going to give it a four also. Um, nice. They do come in, like, like they advertise it as a margarita IPA, and it mm-hmm. hits like a margarita. So I'm giving it a four for them being spot on with how they mm-hmm. describe it. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to stick with uh, my previous rating that I've had this beer before, uh, 3.5. And uh, producer Mitchell... Is coming in at a three, I believe. Three point two five. Three point two five. Man, I should learn how to read. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that would be great. It's there. So with that, that's all four of us done, and that gives us a team overall score of three point six eight seven five. So we're gonna bump that up to a three point seven five. Yes, we are. So what we're gonna do next is hop along to beer number two. Okay, so the second beer is one that's talked about a lot within the Ontario craft beer scene. Um, Sparkle Puff, Galaxy Starfighter Defender of the Universe, mm. which is a triple IPA. Surprising Ten- to get that all on the can. Yes, <laughs> yes. And we'll talk about the can art in a bit. Don't you worry. Uh, this one has a whopping 10.2 ABV and 34 IBUs. Uh- it's a heavy hitter. Yep. Yeah, this one's coming in out. Finish the night off right, right? All right. So with an opening salvo of alluring peach aromas, followed by the unfiltered intensity of tropical flora, floral and earthy hop possibilities, this triple IPA presents a magnificent kaleidoscope of flavors. It's three times dry hopped, triple the hop flavor, and thrice the aroma. Ooh, I like that. I like yes, thrice. I like thrice also. Nice. The 10.2% ABV of this unfiltered triple IPA adventure glimmers with epic glory of Sparkle Puff, Galaxy Starfighter, Jeez. Defender of the Universe. What a mouthful. Thank you, Flying Monkeys. Wow. <laughs> so we're going to find out hopefully that this information is correct, but it's supposed to pour a hazy pale amber color with a generous foamy head. So we kind of saw that in the previous beer. Yeah. <laughs> Notes of peach and citrus with moderate bitterness. With high alcohol, no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Really? Okay. <laughs> so with high alcohol and forward hops notes, this ale will dial up the intensity of spicy hot dishes. So we're not having it with any spicy hot dishes. We aren't. As we talked about pairings before, we're not going to actually pair any food with it, which might be our demise <laughs> at the whopping 10.2%. So to note, so there might be some, you know, kind of extra treats, if you will. At the bottom of the can. So on untapped, a couple of things I want to kind of point out here, two little facts. It does say for this beer, when we look it up, at the very bottom of the details, right above the five flavor profiles, is give it a good shake 15 minutes before consuming. So you want to make sure you shake it up a bit, agitate what's supposed to be in there. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some residuals. Brett, you look like you want to say something for like I was just going to say yep. that, is, that is something that a lot of people who maybe haven't had Sparkle Puff before may not know 
Mm-hmm. So go out and buy a Sparkle Puff and give it a good shake. Yes. 15 minutes before. Yes, preferably 15 minutes yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. You want, you want to plan this one out at 10.2%. Let's just say that. Probably yeah. a good idea. Wh- which, by the way, we did shake our beers before. We, we yes, did. we did. 15 and, minutes ago, in fact. And you will notice that on our Instagram is that there is actually no adjuncts kind of floating around. Yeah, right? there's, there's nothing hanging out. And another interesting fact for Flying Monkeys. Do you know how many beers, unique beers they've had? I don't. 488 unique beers on Untapped. That's so, a lot. And this is one of their most popular ones. So really looking forward to kind of getting into it. I mean, I think we've all had it before. Yes, I have yes. had it. Right? Yes. So yep. again, we'll see how this is. I actually don't believe I shook it up the first time that I had it. I did I not, not get Some of the previous pictures, I don't think any of us did. So this is a new experience to mm-hmm. make sure maybe we get a different flavor profile perhaps because we've actually mixed it up as instructed to. That's a very good point. Correct. That's enough talking for me. I'm going to hand the floor back yes. over to Brett. We are sick and tired of hearing your voice. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so in terms of Sparkle Puff, there have been 22,810 check-ins. That's a lot. Right? And we did say that this is one of their most popular beers. This one comes in at an average rating of 4.02 bottle caps out of five. And predominantly, this has been checked in via can with 19,651 check-ins. At a 4.06. So this might be a just interesting one to have on tap as well. And maybe the next time I get to go to Flying Monkeys, I will try a full pint of this on tap. So one thing, just to kind of correct something you said a little bit earlier on, Brett, about mm-hmm. when you get this beer and you buy this beer, give it a shake. I highly, highly recommend not shaking it if you get it in draft form. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good idea. <laughs> just thought I'd do a point of clarification on it. Maybe the, the waitress shakes it like a margarita from before? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe every time they go to serve it, they shake the keg, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> all right, we're all good. Yeah, we're good. We're all shook up. Everybody, I think uh, at home shook up too. Good. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. As Alice would say. All right, and without further ado, let's open her up. Oh, nice. Ooh. Chris, what do we uh, what do we got here, bud? Well, since we're drinking a triple IPA, we are again drinking out of our IPA glass, so make sure to use your proper glassware. That's a nice pour. Ooh. Oh my goodness, toot my horn. Oh, that is a nice pour. Thank you so much. Yeah, and the adjuncts again. Not do you have it? Do you have many, Brett? No, I do not. Yeah. So, so this little bit, little been, bit, little bit, but not. Yeah, this has been sitting probably that 15 minutes now. Uh, since I kind of shook it up a little bit, kind of did what I like to consider as the paint mixer routine with my uh, can. <laughs> yeah. Very, very uh, adequate mixing. And again, looking through some of the the untapped posts on all of our posts, we do have adjuncts. In this one, there's nothing. And I almost just about dropped the glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that wouldn't be good. Slippery. No, a, a little bit of condensation on it. But yeah, this this one pretty. It, it's a little bit hazy. It's kind of got that uh, that peach color. Um, mm-hmm. They they mentioned that it's amber color. I, I guess amber peach kind of same thing. But yeah. it looks really nice. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'd go. With I can verify. Color. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amber, I I would kind of stay away from myself, kind of describing it because it is more of that hazy oranger color than yeah. the peachy side than the actual amber. And and that that's the problem I think with going with an amber color profile. Is because mm-hmm. we know what an amber beer looks like. Because this, there this is, is true. Own because we've had amber beers, yeah. Right. Yeah. Amber ales, right? right. So, um, yeah, the head didn't stick around long. No, it didn't. No, it did not. But it was, uh, I don't know, I had about two finger widths on it. and Nice head. Oh, I was saying about one, one and a half, maybe. Nice. All right. Nice. And, yeah, we got two fingers also from yes. the producer. So, there we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the old Mitchell special, two fingers. All right. Fight, what do you want to do here? Right. Uh, so I'm going to sniff it, obviously. Um, I'm yes. going to drink it. <laughs> okay, let's, let's drink it then. Right. It definitely does have that peach aroma coming from. Yeah. That's for sure, 110%. I do get the peach as well in the nose. Yeah. Well. Oh, yes. Yes. First, first I like sip. this better. It's shook it up. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, first sip is definitely... Um, Pam. Hit, hits you with the 10.2. Let's just say that. Yeah, that yeah. Pam. <laughs> yeah. That's the ooh and the ah from yeah. the fireworks and karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, definitely hard hitting. Definitely lots of peach coming through, though, which yeah. I'm a big fan of, 110%. There is a lot of peach, and it kind of comes through almost uh, once that alcohol, like, cools off almost like i get hit with alcohol right away then it kind of disappears and then that peach flavor is there correct does anybody find it overly bitter at all Uh, not overly bitter for a triple ipa but i would say it's about as bitter as i might expect for a triple ipa okay yeah and i'm kind of flowing between like the bitter the alcohol but again once that you, you know kind of subsides a little bit you do get that peach flavor. Now, the first time I had this beer, just kind of historical kind of flashback here, I had it on Christmas Eve of 2019. Mm. And I remember having, because I, I looked at it, I was like, 10.2, like, I don't know. I might be seeing Santa Claus in a, in a little bit here. <laughs> talk, talk, about, talk about a Christmas story you would have had with it. Oh, that man. <laughs> and I just joined Untapped in August. So right. this would have been one of my earlier beers yeah. in the craft beer scene so um again kind of getting hit with that like 10.2 and um no it was hey we opened up a couple gifts that night and well yeah, well feeling good let me let me let you know yeah, i i had this beer for the first time on november 22nd 2019 oh. no i believe i believe that's someone's birthday well i don't know who it <laughs> could be I, uh, I i didn't have it with you um uh, of course not. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, it's a good point because I was thinking this was kind I had this kind of, I want to <laughs> say like near the beginning of my, you know, craft beer journey, if yep. you will. Yep. Um, so it would be interesting to see how I feel about it now compared to how I felt about it almost two years ago. Hey, my, my one question is why didn't we leave a sparkle puff for Santa? Well, I think because if Santa had one of these, he would be... A galaxy starfighter, and uh, he's already up in the sky, anyways. So let's not get him any higher up there. But maybe, maybe Santa does defend the universe. We've all seen Santa Claus, right? That guy <laughs> yep. fell off a roof, and I don't know if he had any sparkle puff, but maybe. Maybe the uh, reason why he fell off the roof was because he had some sparkle puffs. Let's just yeah. Yeah. let's move it along here. I think we're getting a little bit tight for time. Yeah, let's talk about the top five flavor profiles. So number one is hazy. Um, I mean, yeah, not I really a flavor, but I would say, yes, it's hazy. At 10.2, yeah. it could be a flavor. <laughs> <laughs> be. Uh, number two comes in at citrusy. Yep. Yeah, yep, I, I get, get that. Yeah. Peachy. Number three is peachy. Oh, my. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. I didn't even read that. No. I, uh, I, would, I would move peachy up to number one for me, personally. Uh, I would agree with that, personally. Um, number four is pineapple. I'm uh, much pineapple this. Yeah, I'm not really either. I... I am the further I get down it. Okay. Yeah, I think get about two more sips out of that. You might be there. Okay, I'll I'll try to get there with you. And it, uh, it, it might be something as the beer warms up too, right? Oh, true, true. Might come through a bit more. Yep. Number five is acidic. Um, what do we think there? I don't know if it's really acidic. But. I, I agree with the producer Mitchell on this one. Maybe some boozy, some strong. Yes, strong, strong. definitely. I would think. Maybe yeah. not. <sighs> I don't know. I struggle with the whole heavy light thing just based on alcohol content. Right. Heavy to me yeah. is more like it's like a stout is heavy. I, I was just right? going to say mm-hmm. I, yeah. heavy more is like thickness. Yeah. yeah like viscosity, an imperial right? stout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Viscosity. That's another one to add to your uh, thesaurus. Yeah, that on your bingo card. There you yeah. go. Add that to your thesaurus. All <laughs> yeah. right. Brett, let's move on to untapped users. What do you got here for the first one? Yes. So the first one is from Canadian underscore craft beer underscore enthusiast, who's also at the same handle. Uh, reviewed this earlier in September. Uh, he stated, I drank my first sparkle puff out of a glass shoe. It has so many fluctuations. Nice. I didn't know what to do. So I took a deep breath and down the hatch it was sent. Uh, now I'm so buzzed. I don't know if I've arrived or if I went. <laughs> Flocculations. So, so let this be a lesson nice. to you at home. Don't chug Sparkle Puff. Um, so he added out of the Das Boot glass. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So not the proper glassware, but if you want it, find it at your local Canadian Tire winner for like 20 bucks. Um, and he did rate it a 3.5 out of 5. Well, uh, also very nice from uh, Canadian craft beer enthusiast, a poet also. Mm, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. So. All right. So Papa Bear Beer. I like that. Same handle, Papa Bear Beer. On September 2nd, stated the following. Fruitig, fiedig, fed, og suddift, semaglen, ifeldeg, bold, smil, soldig, eg, med, lit, frikt. Torsklen, ande, uk, lit, sirig, which roughly translates... Uh, wait, I'm, I'm sorry? 
So that's Danish, if you didn't know. <laughs> yes, it is. You're right. That's Danish. And so it, that translates. I don't, you guys didn't know I knew Danish? I did not know. I thought yeah. it be a light Danishes. Yeah. No. So I, I do enjoy a good Danish. Yeah, but yeah, so um, I think, I mean, you can write in if you want, but that was perfect uh, with the inflections and everything else and the enunciation of it. So roughly translates into kind of a fruity, full-bodied, fatty, sweet kind of scent. Uh, the taste is, as we said, you know, full-bodied, soft, slightly sweetful, and with a little bit of fruit. So thirst quenching and slight tanginess to it. So Papa Beer, or sorry, Papa Bear Beer, three point seven five out of five. If you want me to go a little bit slower next time, I can, but that's just <laughs> just natural Danish for myself. Uh, so the beer was actually purchased, and this goes back to the what was it, twenty five countries? Uh, twenty three. Twenty three 23 yeah. countries. Well, they should add two more. Uh, <laughs> was purchased at the Den Ingslug Pub in Kolding, Denmark. So that is straight Danish, and that's again the international flavor that you have here. I don't know if you're laughing because you're slightly impressed, but I'll take it. Thank I, you. I think it's a it's a bit of shock that yes. that you did that actually so well. Thank you so much. <laughs> Out of five Danish flags, I give you five in Thank terms you. Yes, of your I, Danish. I agree. We'll put up. <laughs> Well, speaking of out of five, uh, out of five bottle caps, I'll start our rating. Um, This one, I'm actually going to, I think, stick with my original rating that I had, like I mentioned about two years ago, uh, 3.75. So I think now that I know the whole shaking strategy behind it, my original rating was a 4.25 unshaken. I think I'm going to bump that up to a 4.5 shaken up. So let that be a lesson to you folks. Shake your sparkle puffs. (laughs) <laughs> there you go put that on a t-shirt <laughs> so they should that, there's your marketing for you all right so uh for myself i'm gonna stick with mine again um i think i was actually you know i'm kind of proud of myself to stick with it after so many years yeah and being relatively new to untapped and, and the craft scene kind of exploding then for myself so i'm gonna go with a 3.75 which i think funny enough out of all the beers that we've had, I know it's short season, that Chris, you and I, I think have rated every beer the same. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness it is. <laughs> and so producer Mitchell is giving it a 4.25. And so as a team, that's giving us an overall rating of 4.0625, which of course we're going to round down to 4.0. Nice. That is a high yes. score. That's yep. a, that is, yes. For a triple IPA. That's good. Indeed, yeah. indeed. So that concludes the review of Fly Monkeys and their beers and Tyler's Danish. <laughs> there you go. So coming up next, we're going to be talking about hybrids. Mm. Hybrids. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, so... Here at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, you know, we only talk about the most serious of conversations. 100%. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about... Hybrids. Hybrids. Yes, we are. And more specifically, some funny animal combinations. (laughs) (laughs) Is this like a mutated like animal cracker or whatever it kind of got fused into? Oh, totally. Man, I love animal crackers. Or or like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A little sewer rat. Yeah, totally. All right. So what do you got? We're we're gonna we're gonna break it down a little bit. So first, because I was you know I was kind of thinking about it, like what kind of animal combination could you combine? Obviously, we're talking about two animals here. (laughs) That would be the most lethal. Uh, All right. Okay. So let's be serious here. Liger, duh. Lion and tiger. Yeah. Okay. Like let's be. Are you starting? Like it's just. Yeah. No, I'm just going straight Napoleon Dynamite on your ass. Yes, like so. Liger actually is a real combination. It is. Yes. Is it really? I, it yeah, is, actually, it's a, real, it's a real actual hybrid combination, okay. which then was also um, portrayed in the Netflix docuseries Tiger King. Oh, I so, did not yes. watch Tiger King. Fair you enough. haven't watched Tiger King. You're like the only person who hasn't watched Tiger King. Yep. Literally so myself, Tyler, producer Mitchell, so, had so, like a chat watching yeah. all of Tiger yeah. King. Literally, it happened. So with that being said, then, that's a real combination. But, Brett, I guess if you're starting us off, do you have something that is an animal combination that would be most lethal? And I, I think we're not looking for something that's real on this one, right? You, you no, no, no. I'm saying want. a liger. 
All right. You need, you uh, need a, you need, they, let me see. I, I'm going with a shark okay. and a cheetah. All right. Ooh, okay. So we're talking about a deadly, lethal water animal yep. in a shark. Yep. And then the fastest land animal in a cheetah. <laughs> You're never going to believe this. You're never going to believe it. Okay. So we just talked about how I think basically every score we've had for every beer this season, not not a lot for, yeah. has been the same. Yes. I went with the same mindset that you had. <laughs> oh, God. Except I changed it a little bit different. So I went with a peregrine falcon. Okay. And a cheetah. <laughs> the reason for it is that one of the fastest in the air. Yeah. And the fastest on land. There you go. So very similar. <laughs> I just took I took air and land and you took land and sea. Perfect. So that is hilarious. Uh, do we have something from producer from, Michelle? From Mitchell, he's saying Tasmanian cheetah devil. Okay, yep. Um most, okay. mostly just funny. It it is funny. It so is a Tasmanian yeah. devil and a cheetah mixed. I mean that is that's a lethal combination. What is that it's like true. a cheetah just kind of like spinning around and around like a Tasmanian? Could you devil? imagine that thing coming at you? I would be afraid. <laughs> lethal. Do you want to know what I'd be afraid of though? A liger. No, no, a zonkey. <laughs> See now, you, what you're doing is you're looking up on Google. <laughs> yeah. Because you didn't come prepared, and this is actually a real combination. It's true. It's a zebra and a donkey mix. You're thinking to yourself, wow, Tyler, how do you know all this stuff? Because I did my research. So you've picked two that are actual real ones. That one's not actually lethal. Now, Brett, do you have any sort of combination that might be kind of the most functional, like that would serve the best real world purpose? The best real world, a wolf dog. (laughs) Why? That's pretty much the same it's thing. It's because he's got it. On, no, 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 seriously. Because, like, I almost feel like my dog is part wolf, part dog, because he howls every freaking five seconds. Um, and the functionality of that is? Yeah. Uh, because he is head of security of my house. So if okay. somebody's, if the Amazon delivery guy's coming up, he's going to howl and then bark. It just, right. may, it's just there. Okay. Chris? Okay. okay. I, I, I went a little bit like your first combination, Tyler. I went eagle mm-hmm. and rabbit. Oh. So eagle is a very, um, yep. you know, kind of predatory flying animal. So they can fly. They, they're predators. But also rabbits are f- not only fast, but small. Yep. So they can fit into smaller spaces Would if they need to hide. Would you say almost munchkin-like? Almost. Tied together. There you go. Oh, Yes. So the one that I've picked is a tigraph. So it okay. is <laughs> half tiger, half giraffe. All right. So, so I don't know. And I've gone to like Disney and you've done like the whole animal kingdom kind of like safari tour. Right? Yeah, yeah. You stop at the giraffes. They're majestic. They're beautiful. Long necks. They see above. Now you put a, a tiger part of that thing. Like you're, you're gone. You're, you're. I, I don't know. I think that would just rule the Sahara. So would you have the giraffe neck with the tiger body? Uh, no, I would do the giraffe body with the neck and then tiger like tiger face. head. Okay. And then the tiger pattern. Oh, right? okay. So like almost a camouflage. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing taking out the Sahara. <laughs> All right. <Jesus>. Well, <laughs> uh, Mitch is coming in with the pig chicken. <laughs> Breakfast sausage with eggs. So he's thinking about what he can eat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> took, a pr- took a page out of Brett's book. There. Uh, that is, uh, that's pretty good. That is a good that's combination. Funny. I can't argue with that. Breakfast sausage with eggs, which would be just very strange to see a pig laying eggs. <laughs> that would be very strange. Fair enough. What else you got? All right. So finally, our last category is just the most wackiest thing you can think of. Yep. So... Brett, what do you got? No, no, you know what? Uh, no, 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 no. I, got I know where he's at. Where do you, where do you think I'm at? Where do you think I'm at? I'm going to jump in on this one just okay, in case. go ahead. So when I did my research on it, there was a couple actual real hybrids. Now, Brett has mentioned two real actual hybrids, and I feel like I should get in here before he makes a comment because he might be looking at the same list in which I looked at. So the first one is a uh, geep, okay? <laughs> okay? That is a half goat, half sheep. <laughs> All right. Okay. So it's a knockoff of a Jeep, I suppose. And yeah. the second one yes. is a is, is a wolfin. 
which is a orca whale with a bottlenose dolphin. Both of those oh, there you go. are legit combination hybrids. Now, mind you, when they did the genetics and, and tried to, you know, artificial insemination, all that jazz, yeah. they only made limited quantities. And most of the times you see these hybrids only in zoos. Right. There you go. That's right. what I got. Those, those That's are what you have, eh? Yeah, I got wolfen and geep. <laughs> um, what do you got, so, Brett? So my thing was, I have three things. So firstly, a bottlenose dolphin with a false clear whale, also known as a wolfen. That's literally what I, what I said. Nope, no, no, I didn't say it. Uh, a grizzly bear, because I played for the grizzlies this year. And a polar bear, also known as a growler bear. <laughs> and then... This That's is my why I went first, is because he's got the same list yes. I had. <laughs> and then my favorite one, uh, if I was from Russia, a male donkey and a female horse, also known as a Moscow mule. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's so, a drink. I don't know if you guys know that, but. Yeah, I did know go. that. That's a drink. So Thank you. I, I, I'm going uh, super wacky. So an elephant and a mouse. So I'm taking one of the biggest animals in an elephant and one of the smallest in a mouse. Could you imagine a mouse head on an elephant body? No. No. (laughs) Or an elephant head on a mouse body? Wouldn't the elephant eat the mouse? Well, no. They're a combination. They're a hybrid. They're one. Yeah. That, I that, saw a lot. That of, sounds weird. In terms I saw of how a lot of these combinations. Of course, it's weird. It's included, wacky. Included a, an owl for some reason. There's always like an owl a part of like every combination I saw. Well, I think they like the head spinning. Uh, that's what it is. Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Well, so with with uh, producer Mitch, he's coming in with uh, things like platypus, which is already an animal, uh, duck billed, uh, beaver tailed, otter footed, egg laying aquatic creature. So. It is a wacky animal creature it, in of it, itself. It is super strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that basically concludes our very serious conversation about hybrid animals. So uh, very we'll serious. with the farewell uh, coming up. Yeah. If you have any wacky combinations, feel free to send it uh, in our Instagram. Absolutely. Video. We'd love to you hear it. You got it. 100%. All right. Farewell. Coming right up. And that's all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and any wacky, weird animal combination that you can come up with. So from all of us and producer Mitchell, I'm Tyler. I'm Rhett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.